0: There's something to being able to simply put your kids to bed some nights because I don't know about you, but there are nights where it is like a straight to bed. Mama is at her breaking point, and yeah. if I see your cute little face one more time, it's gonna be a different mama meeting you at that and that side of the door.
1: Are you looking for real life, tried and true tips and tricks to help with all the nitty gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Mom Force. Today, I've asked my sister, Kara, to join us as we talk about nighttime routines.
0: I don't know about you, but I'm already ready to crawl into bed.
1: <laughs> There's nothing better than just crawling into crisp, clean sheets. And
0: ice cold air, and a good show to a good, numb your brain, too. Or a fan blowing on your face, too. Yes.
1: What is it about little kids, though, that... Hate going to bed. <laughs>
0: they I don't know. the it's, biggest fit. It's like they have this built in FOMO that they like think that the best times are about to happen as soon as they go to bed. And it's like, I bet that's it. Right? I would give anything for my children to say, Mother, you've done enough today. Crawl into bed. I will
1: <laughs> read you a story and I will tuck you in. Oh my gosh, that does sound like heaven. <laughs> well, my oldest is 24, my youngest is 11. So things have changed in our nighttime routine. But Kara's the baby sister. Kara, what are the ages of your kids again? Tell us,
0: remind our listeners. Our, our baby, he's my teeny tiny little sweet little son is seven years old. And I Not that still tiny. force him. <laughs> I, just, I tell him every day he's my teeny tiny baby. And then our oldest is 13.
1: We're hoping that we'll have, be able to share with you guys some of our tips and tricks for nighttime routines. Some things that I remember when I had little kids and then some of the things that work for us now that we have teenagers. Kara, are you ready to share some some of your magic? I'm ready. I hope you guys like my magic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's start right off. The first thing that I discovered was like a hard and fast rule for us to have a good nighttime routine is to get friends out of the house at like 5 p.m. Yes. Because we're really lucky. We live in a neighborhood where we have lots of friends, and I love that they all want to come over and hang out, but... There has to be a stopping point to start transitioning from friend time to family time. Do you guys have a set time for that too?
0: Yeah, we usually start that transition like right around dinner time. We have a little neighborhood boy that loves to be over the house and he's super cute and everything. But we've got to be able to pull the plug and say, okay,
1: time to go home. We're going to start our night. We're going to do our thing now. And I found that not every family has you know, is on the same schedule. For them, it makes sense to have their children over at the house playing till six, sometimes seven o'clock at night. And I like to have my house cleared out and just my family so we can start having family dinner and then going through the routine of the evening. Yes, I agree. So what about family dinner? You guys are really good about family dinner, right?
0: We are. It's been really tricky this football season because Austin's football schedule has kind of taken over the family. But we pretty much every night get th- get together, sit down, and have our dinners together. And it's really a time for us to all reflect on the day and think about what we loved about the day and what we would change if we could change anything. And it kind of brings us back to like a centered place as a family before yep. we move into closing out the night.
1: We would do what we called highs and lows. That's kind of what you were describing. You talk about what was the best part of your day and then what was the hardest part of your day. And that was, I loved doing that, going around the table and hearing what the kids had to say about that.
0: Yes, I I think it's healthy for the kids to reflect on something in the day that they wish they could do differently. You know, our days aren't all great. We don't have great days all day long, every day. And so I think it's good for them to recognize that, Today was a really hard day, or I didn't deal with this the way that I should have or wanted to, and this is how I'm going to do it differently, or this is how I'm going to take this situation in my
1: day and learn from it. Yep, I love it. I think it's such a great practice. We've kind of fallen out of that practice in our family now just because the dynamics has changed so much with all of our older kids off doing activities. I really want to be better about having regular family dinner. But when I had a bunch of little kids, it was my husband that was – his schedule was crazy. He would yeah. work lots of late hours and travel. And I just decided that we could have family dinner without him. I had enough little kids at that point. And the timing for us, you know how kids get really hungry for snacks starting yes. at like 3.30, 4.00, 4.30. And if they could just snack and then not have any appetite for dinner, we I scheduled family dinner for 4.30. Yeah. like We would full on have dinner, sit down with the kids because I knew that my husband wasn't going to be home. And we would have that family dinner. And, you know, when the kids are younger, you can kind of shift the whole evening earlier than you can when kids are older.
0: Yes, it's totally true. And we've done that, too, especially when um, with Sam's time obligations that he has and, like I said, with Austin with football. Sometimes we will eat dinner without them, but we always make it a point to kind of gather together again once everybody's home. And lately what we've been doing is playing a game of UNO. All together, it gives us a chance to all kind of get together and recenter, even though it's not over a meal. We still feel like it's really important to have a bonding yes. time if we can all
1: be together. I love that. If it can't be dinner, a game of Uno or, yeah, and, or, I don't know, in our house, Uno is not a very yeah, relaxing game. It's not. Do they and get maybe, all maybe, up?
0: And- maybe we should, it's actually not, you know, it's speed Uno. So maybe we should oh. reconsider what we're, how we're winding down. Yeah. But another thing that we used to do when the kids were littler. We would pick a chapter book that Sam and I loved reading growing up, and we would read every night a chapter or so with the kids. And it really helped them to to not necessarily learn how to read because they were so small and young and they, they, they weren't in that season of learning how to read, but it helped them comprehend and understand a storyline that that didn't start and stop in one night. So yep. we would be reading our chapter book, and before we would start the next night, we'd kind of recap what we had already read. Yeah. And the kids looked forward to it so much. They still talk about where the red fern grows. Tears will start welling up in some of our Aww. kids talking about that book. And um, Summer of the Monkeys is another one that they loved listening to. So that's another thing that we've done in the past.
1: I remember mom gathering us around her bed when yeah. you probably weren't born yet, but <laughs> do you
0: remember this? I remember I do. reading to us no. and thinking. I remember her always reading and that was yeah. a huge impact on me. And, and she's always said that the best way to fall asleep is to,
1: to read. Yes. Well, I guarantee if I start reading a book, I don't even get a paragraph and I fall asleep. It always yeah. puts me to sleep, but I just had a conversation with Declan's teacher. He's in, my son's Declan is in sixth grade and Part of his homework is to read 35 minutes every day. And, but he's been telling me, no, no, she says I could do audiobooks. And so I emailed her. Um, is this true? Declan says he doesn't actually have to read, that he can do audiobooks. And she sent me actually a very lengthy and thoughtful reply about the benefit of hearing a story and being able to uh, work on comprehension that for her— they do so much reading in the classroom that there's a lot of benefit to listening to books and audio books. I completely
0: agree. And you know
1: what? I, I know when my kids were younger. I was better about reading them bedtime books. And sometimes I'd gather them all together and we'd re- read a chapter book. But that was never my forte as a parent. Mm-hmm. But my kids love audiobooks And that's one of the ways that they wind themselves down at night.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, it, I think there's something to it. I think it allows the kids to to worry less about reading the actual words and it allows their imagination to kind of take over a little more while they're listening to it. At least for some of my kids, I have some that like they get stuck in a book by reading it. Others like Austin His imagination just goes wild if he can sit there and listen to it and not be distracted by trying to read.
1: Well, there were other moms in the Mom Force Facebook group who also said that audiobooks really help their kids um, wind down in the evenings. Becky says, my little girl listens to audiobooks before bed. There are a bunch of free ones on LibriVox or we get them from the library. It seems to help her get settled in and fall asleep. So I've never used LibriVox. I don't know what that is, but you can get them through the library or... We have an Audible account and through Amazon, if you have Prime, there are a bunch of books you can also get for free. Yeah.
0: And another thing that we've done with our kids is, this is usually if we're um, out late and we're driving home and we wanted everybody to kind of like calm down in the car before we get home. Um, Casper Baby Pants has a nighttime album that for kids, and it is literally like hypnotic. Say that again. (laughs) What is that? Casper? It's called. Like the friendly ghost? Casper Baby Pants. It's the lead singer of, um, oh gosh, Presidents of the United States of America, the band. I don't know if you guys remember that. Like, millions mm-hmm. of peaches, peaches for me. Do you remember that song? No. No? Okay. I hope I'm right about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I am. Okay. We'll do our research. But Casper, Casper the Baby, baby Pants. Pants. Nope. Not Casper the Baby. Just Casper <laughs> Baby Pants.
1: Okay. And he has
0: a nighttime, I think it's called Sleepy Time album, and it
1: is mm-hmm. hypnotic. Well, I had fantasies and that I would sing my children to sleep every night, and I—I I don't know what happened. I think you know what I, I'll tell you what happened. Mama's tired at the end of the night, and I oh, don't yeah. have it in me to sing away the night away lullabies to my children. Although there is one song that I remember learning as a little child, uh, Mom actually taught it to us in church. Whenever I hear the song of a bird or look at the blue blue sky. You know that song? Yep. That song I used to sing to my kids as a lullaby. And I didn't realize that it was becoming a tradition for them. And until I heard them talking with their friends and saying, Oh yeah, well my mom always sings uh song of a bird when they when we go to sleep. Or what I don't even know what the song is called.
0: Vanessa, that's a darling. It wasn't
1: the Garten Mother's Lullaby. I always wanted to sing the Garten Mother's Lullaby, which <sighs> is some haunting song from some album that I had. Anyway, expectations about how the nights are going to go and actually how it goes. But let's let's go back to nighttime rituals, because I feel like this is something that is key for the routine is to have a ritual, especially for younger kids, they like to know exactly what's expected. And so ours started with sending all the friends home and having dinner. And then when they were really little, it was baths immediately. Because you know, little kids get filthy, filthy, when they're eating anything. But I found that Bath time was a great transition to bedtime. Yes. And for a long time I could fit all I think I fit 4 kids in my tub in Boston. Yeah, they no. all bathed together. It was bath time, playtime, cleanup time. Totally. Bath time was always like an end cap
0: for my kids. They knew once we got out of the bath, countdown was on, bedtime was happening. But I think I I completely agree with having a routine. But I think that can be a slippery slope because tell remind me of your one friend who had like a whole song and dance
1: putting her kids
0: to bed and it (laughs) turned into like a pretty much a circus act
1: my dear friend jen yes she's my hero i looked up to her and everything and she had a very elaborate good night routine there were I think back rubs and then handshakes and then a song and then a cheer and then the the grand finale was she would like put her torso out the door and make it look like she was Superman <laughs> and she was flying away waving to her children I mean her kids loved it and my kids loved it whenever they were over there they were they would just soak it all up it and is so cute but I did see her become um, a slave kind of yeah. Yes. And you can't, you can't just it. quickly put your kids to bed because you have to go through the whole rigmarole. Yes. We have some escape. friends
0: that literally it is like a two hour process. This isn't including dinner and bath. This is like you walk in your room and the two hour clock starts. And well, what do they do? Lots of stories, then books, then they sing, then they play a game, and then they come out and have green beans out of a can. And then they're back in their room. (laughs) Wait, wait. Back? uh, Back? Yes. (laughs) Because they work up an appetite? Apparently, all of the shenanigans of bedtime gets these kids' appetite running, but... I think that, that reminds me
1: of Shelly with her little sausages. Her cold
0: cuts <laughs> on a charcuterie board to bed with her kids. Our sister Shelly would deliver,
1: yes, various meats to her children in bed.
0: But I think you do oh. your kids a disservice when you allow it to get over the top like that. Because there's something to being able to simply put your kids to bed some nights. Because I don't know about you, but there are nights where it is like a straight to bed. Mama is at her breaking point.
1: And if yeah. I see
0: your cute little face one more time. It's gonna be a different mama meeting you at that and that side of the door.
1: So <laughs> I think Leah said that exact same thing in our morning routine. Oh man, <laughs> episode. It's- yes, I feel that as well. And I'm I'm more of a you know quick little like prayer, hug, good night type of mom, yeah. especially now.
0: Yeah, we're, we're that way. Now that the kids are older, what I do love to do is when I start feeling that like witching hour is taking a toll on me and I need some space, I need some quiet, I will tell the kids, all right, we're, we're getting to bed on time. Let's say our prayers. Everybody go up in your room. You can read for as long as you want. As long as I don't hear you, read your books and go to bed when you're tired. And it is so liberating to be able to your kids to have the independence and and I'm saying like my seven year old also does this to yeah. be able to be independent enough to say, okay, this is as much as I can give you tonight. Take it from here. You're on your own. Go to bed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've, I, I feel the same way. I do sometimes though, think that my youngest who's 11, when I think back at my oldest experience, when he was 11, he probably got a little more attention from me at the end of the night because I was doing all of the nighttime routine stuff with all of the kids. But For Declan, it's just basically, you know, from my bed. Hey, did you brush your teeth? All right. Hey, come over here and give me a little hug. Okay. (laughs) Good night.
0: Um, I asked my kids. I was like, "Uh, guys, you brush your teeth at night, right? Like, that's part of what you do, right? Because you're supposed to be. I'm scared to go to the dentist.
1: Well, so Camille in the Facebook group, the MomForce Facebook group, she says that she does have – Bedtime work for her kids. So there are the things that they need to do before bed, and one of those is brushing her teeth. But she uses a daily reward. She says there is a daily reward for doing their bedtime work and a weekly reward for doing it all week. My 9-year-old son's currency is screen time. So if he meets bedtime expectations, the next day he can have normal screen time. If no, then no screen time. So I think if you want to set out what the expectations are, for sure, brush your teeth, if it's reading or whatever, and then hold them accountable by giving them some type of reward, I think that could be really smart. Yeah, that is really smart. And if it's about brushing teeth, we do have a toothbrushing chart that you can download from the show notes and keep track (laughs) of whether or not your kids are brushing their teeth. So there's definitely rituals that can help with the nighttime, but you mentioned bedtime itself. So in your family right now, what is typical bedtime? With your youngest seven and your oldest 13.
0: It's really tricky because I feel like when my oldest was seven, his bedtime was way earlier than my seven-year-old right now. Um, yes. And they share a room. That's the other tricky thing. So our bedtime has kind of morphed as the, old, the older kids have gone older. And what we do is we say 8.30 is bedtime for everybody. Luckily, my seven-year-old for the past – probably two and a half years, has slept every single night with a sleep mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so, so much. my 13-year-old can turn his light on and read as long as he wants to, while my 7-year-old is snugly tucked into bed with okay. his light-blocking sleep mask.
1: That is such a great I, trick. Give him a sleep mask. Sleep Why mask? did I
0: never think of that? I don't know, but it's genius. I'll, I'll be like, Bowie, put your sleep mask on and go to bed. Don't worry about Austin. And like lights out, literally. His sleep mask is on and it's like lights are out. And he has an That's array amazing. of them. I, I will like buy him any and every sleep mask I
1: come across. That's so awesome that it's working for him. Well, I I remember when all of my kids were in bed by
0: 730.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, Calvin was probably 11. the the age of my youngest now in bed by seven 30 and now Declan. Oh my goodness.
0: Well, Austin told me the other day that he, the last two nights he's been reading, um, he's been reading a book that he's really into and he hasn't gone to bed till midnight. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on a second. That is never going to be okay. I don't care how old you are going to bed at midnight on a school night's never going to work. It's tricky when you leave it up to them and you're, you don't go in and check to make sure everyone's asleep. But when I know that my kids really riled up, or if there's something super exciting happening the next day that I know that they're not going to be able to fall asleep easily. um, I like to give them a teensy little bit of what I call a sleep gummy. And it is (laughs) magic.
1: Well, you're not the only one. Vanessa in our MomForce Facebook group says, we started giving them children's gummy melatonin about 30 minutes before bedtime. We don't do it every day, but it's helped them get on a schedule and remind their bodies that when they lay down, it's time to sleep.
0: Yes, it's genius. And I like to microdose, I call it. <laughs> so I don't even give <laughs> That's them- That's how
1: you call it, Dr. Kara. I do. Dr.
0: Kara calls this
1: microdosing
0: <laughs> sleep gummies. No, but I it don't is. even give them like the real amount that they should have because I don't want them to feel dependent on it I don't want it to change anything that's going on in their own natural sleep habits but there are some nights that it seems impossible that they cannot fall asleep and I for one know what that's like I have a racing mind at night I it takes me forever like conditions have to be perfect and the stars have to align for me to naturally be able to fall asleep when I lay down otherwise it is a serious self control and meditation to actually get myself to fall asleep. So I know what that's like and it's torture. And so if I know that there's something that's going to keep my kids awake or something exciting that they're looking forward to, or if it's just a night that I know everybody needs to get some good solid sleep, we'll micro our sleep gummies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just read an article this morning about this very thing. The title was, is it dangerous to take melatonin every day? Because we actually use melatonin in our house too, but kind of just on a As needed basis. basis. As needed basis, yes. But it did say in this article that one milligram every day does not pose a problem. This was from Time Magazine, mm-hmm. guys. If you wanted to reference it, uh, granted, there's a lot more study that needs to be done on long-term usage of melatonin. But according to the study, and actually according to my son's doctor, she actually recommended him taking one milligram of melatonin every night. She said that there was no problem in doing that every day. And so, if you just bite off the little nub of that gummy, yeah. that's probably we, <laughs> we cut probably it. We one. cut the
0: one gummy into fourths, and everybody. Austin's quite a bit bigger than I yeah. am as an adult, so he gets half. But the rest of the kids will get order of a sleep gummy and everybody sleeps like little lambs because
1: getting enough sleep I mean we know it as adults we are not functioning as our best selves if we don't get enough sleep but for kids especially they're still developing so much and i remember once we took henry when he was oh 4th grade we took him to um, see a doctor about some issues and she said that the majority of the issues that she sees in her office she was a psychologist are resolved when her patients get the proper amount of sleep. And she said for a fourth grader, it was 10 to 12 hours of sleep. Wow. Which that felt like impossible. And then she went off on this rant about child sports, youth sports, how they're organized around adult schedules and not child schedules. And if we really cared about our children, we wouldn't put them into sports where they're going to be out playing baseball games until like nine o'clock at night because they need that sleep is so crucial. But that has stuck with me. And it sometimes creates some anxiety for me when I go in and realize that my kids are still awake at midnight. Yeah. Well, because they're not they got to get up at 7am to get, and get ready going. for school.
0: I know. And so on those when I know that they've had like consecutive nights of not not good sleep or going to bed too late, I will let them take a morning where they sleep as long as they need to. And then I drive them to school late. And for me, if they're not getting it at the you know, the night before going into sleep, I can at least give
1: it to them in the morning if they really need it. Yeah, you're a good mom. In the Mom Force Facebook group, Melissa, she's a teacher and she said, I would prefer my students to go to bed earlier rather than later because those 10 o'clock bedtime kindergartners struggle every day to make it through. So we got to figure out how to get the sleep for the kids if it's having a little gummy melatonin or, or letting them sleep calmer, in and take them yeah. later
0: or a calmer routine. or
1: Yes, have, have a, some calming routine. Or Manon, I, I'm assuming that's how you say your name. Oh, I like <laughs> it. In a Facebook group, this is what she says. One thing I do when I just can't handle it anymore is I trick my kids into being ready for bed way before bedtime baths ASAP even if it's 5 p.m. PJs right after brush teeth as soon as no more food will go into their mouth then I give them a choice of bed now or tablets in bed for 15 minutes and of course they choose tablets but they don't know that it's only 7 (laughs) o'clock while they watch tablets I clean up the messes give them 10 and 5 minute warnings and then shut it down so basically I trick them to going to bed how genius is that I love it
0: I am right there with you girl sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do and trickery, I'm, I am I'm not beyond it. a little trickery. I'm not beyond a little trickery either.
1: <laughs> so we talked about having that calming routine. And for little kids, it's often bath, story, song, things like that. All right, let's, let's switch over to teenagers because that's where I'm living right now. I'm living with the teenagers. There's so much homework. First of all, there's oh, all goodness. the after school activities. And then they come home and then they've got the homework or a study group. And I'm so tired that all I want to do is go to sleep. But I cannot go to bed. Well, I can get in my bed, but I can't go to sleep until my I know my kids' phones are plugged in and they are in their rooms. Um, I've got a hard and fast rule that all cell phones get plugged in 10 o'clock, except for Declan because he's little and his is 9 o'clock. Actually, I just shut down his screen time, so he <laughs> <laughs> can't even do anything on it after 9 o'clock. But everyone plugs their phones into the hallway. And then after that, if you have to keep working on homework or read or, you know, yeah. listen to A podcast or the girls share a room. I love when they lay in bed and talk to each other, even though I get anxious as I hear them still talking at almost midnight. That's such a special time building those emotional bonds. Yes. So it's tricky walking the line of wanting to police and monitor and make sure they get enough sleep, but then also balancing the stuff.
0: It is tricky. Our middle schooler, he has... A lot of homework after after football practice, and we've gotten to the point where he he would stay up till midnight doing homework if he if we let him. So what my husband and I would do is we'd say, okay, let's look at your assignments. How long is this going to take you? And he'll come up with an estimate of an hour or an hour and a half. And so we set a timer and we say, okay, once that hour and a half's up, you're done and it's bedtime. I'll wake you up in the morning to finish it. But but the those hours at night before midnight are from what I have read and heard are more important than the hours in the morning. And yep. so we tried to put a limit on what he does at night so that he can get some good hours of sleep in the night hours. And then his school, I don't know about in Utah, but our school here in, in Florida, middle school doesn't start until nine 20. So I can wake oh, him wow. up, you know, at a decent time, and he has plenty of time to finish his homework in the morning. But it is tricky because there are so many obligations that they have, and they feel like they can stay up late. They feel like yeah. they're big people and they can stay up later. But it's well, hard. I remember
1: doing that. I remember saying goodnight to mom and dad, and then you know my room was downstairs and they were upstairs, and I would disappear and I would stay up yeah till one, two oh in the gosh. morning, just like doing whatever I wanted to do. I love that feeling of independence, which is actually why as an adult, I struggle because like I said, I wait until my kids are all in bed and then I'm like, okay, now this is my me time. Whereas when I had little kids, me time started at 7.30 or 8 p.m. But now it's starting at closer to midnight and I end up sabotaging myself. But one last thing that I want to talk about is we're talking about night routine. So we've talking about, you know, how to make things good for our kids and what's best for them, but our relationships with our spouse. Okay, because nighttime can be tricky, especially, you know, when they've got work schedules that either they have to get up really early or are staying up late to work from home. How do you make sure that you've got special time with Sam at the end of the night? I mean, that's a whole other conversation if we're going to be talking about the sexy time. I think that should be another episode. But just like, but just time to like... Connect eye to eye, you know, talk about the day because sometimes I find that we'll like hit the pillow and we're so tired and we're looking at our phones and then next thing you know, one of us is asleep. Okay, well,
0: what I want to say, and I've been thinking about this the last few days knowing that this was coming up and I think that we all need to stop being so hard on ourselves. Like it is what it is. We live in a time where social media and your phones are so much a part of your life. Be forgiving of yourself and your spouse if you have to spend time on your phone. I, for one you know, I'm a co-founder at Raising Wild and I do, I would probably say 99% of my work on my phone. And so I, I am so appreciative of him being forgiving of me. And I give him that same leeway because I know that once the kids are in bed, that's really when you have the time to focus on those last minute things that you need to get done and check in on, you know, before you go to bed. So. Like, let's take a step back. Yeah, we shouldn't have our phones out when we go to bed. We shouldn't watch TV. sure shouldn't be a TV in your bedroom, La whatever. But, like, let's talk about reality. We're going to do it. Let's be forgiving about it, but also know where the limit is. So usually when the kids go to bed, we know that there's going to be probably 20 or 30 minutes when they're actually not asleep. And so that's yeah. the time that we take to kind of check in on any sort of posting or emails or business that we need to take care of on our phone. And then... Sam and I love, we love a good show and we bond Mm -hmm. over that. Like, we will find a show that we love, we'll watch an episode, we love it, we talk about it, we look forward to the next episode. But we usually wait till the kids are asleep before we start our shows. In between that time, that's when we get to connect before we know the kids are actually asleep. Once the kids are asleep, it's a free for all. We do whatever we want, if you know what I mean. But until then, (laughs) we do our last check-in on our phones, and then we talk about it because he's very involved in my business and wants to know how things are going, and I'm very involved in wanting to know what's going on in his business, and so we're able to talk about that, talk about how our day went, what the rest of the week looks like, talk about what's made us happy, what's frustrating us, and then our nightcap is like the mindless... We've got a good show TV to watch. Yeah. I know it's Wait, What are you bad. watching
1: right now? What are you watching right now? Well, oh my gosh. October
0: 4th, the new season of Peaky Blinders comes out. <laughs> That's like one of our all-time favorite shows. <laughs> okay. It is so good. And oh my goodness. I can't think of his name right now. Why can't I think of his name right now? But the Peaky Blinder
1: guy. Oh, mama. Is he good? Oh, is he good? Does he's he good. Does he do it for you? Oh, gosh. He's good. Okay, well. You know what though? I love you're just being intentional about it. You're saying, okay, these are, we're saying goodbye to our phones. We're going to chat. Now we're going to watch. And I love bonding over TV show too. That's why I asked you. I need, we need a new show. Hey, Yellowstone. We
0: we just finished Yellowstone. That was a great show too. However, I am going to put a plug in here because we can't watch either one of those shows. And most of our shows without running them through vid angel so if anybody is sick and tired of seeing boobs and inappropriate things on your shows (laughs) get vid angel because it is the best thing and we watch most of our movies with our kids through it because i don't
1: need my 13 year old seeing megan fox's cleavage like No, thanks. Yeah, we're huge fans of VidAngel as well. I love that, Kara. Thank you so much. But really quickly, let's just remind our listeners what our tips and tricks are for a nighttime routine. Okay, first thing, family dinner. Do it when you can. It might be at 4.30 in the afternoon. It might be with your husband. It might be without. It might be instead of dinner, you're doing a game, right? But yes. have some time to bond as a family and have a conversation, highs and lows. recenter okay. together as a family
0: unit. Very important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then start the actual wind-down process, whether that be bath time, PJ's book, prayer, teeth, whatever it is. Get your short condensed. This does not and should never become two hours long. Little routine. <laughs> of actually getting the child or children into their beds. Yes, I
1: love that, rituals. And then melatonin, use it if you need to, yes. as an as-needed basis, as a way to make sure that your kids get the sleep they need. Yes,
0: be forgiving to yourself too. Give yourself those nights when you've you've had too much, you've maxed out to be able to say, it's a straight-to-bed night.
1: And then a shout-out for audiobooks or podcasts or Declan loves to listen to Jim Gaffigan on his Alexa. Or Casper Baby Pants. Casper (laughs) Baby Pants, yes. Have your kids get in their beds and be entertained by someone else. I'm all for that. And then when it comes to teenagers, take their phones away set a time when you the phones are now in your possession and they can find ways to unwind. Aiden's favorite way to unwind is playing the guitar. He would come plug his phone in and just play the guitar until he fell asleep.
0: The other thing that I want to add really quickly to the teenagers is give them a chance to talk to you. That's the other thing that we do with Austin. And when I know that he's not going to fall asleep, I invite him into our room with me and my husband and I just start asking him questions. And it usually is the most bonding time that we have with him and what he's going through in middle school and his social life and whatever. Give your teenagers a chance
1: to wind down with you. I needed to hear that, Kara. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's such great advice. Thank you for being here with us, little sis. You're welcome. Sharing all of your expertise. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. All right. See ya. Thank you so much for being here with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and let us know what you think. Also, check out the show notes for links to the things we talked about, and you can find a special Chatbooks discount code. All right, we'll see you next week.